Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. You may have noticed that there haven't been any press conference podcasts in your feed this week, but don't worry. We have all the quotes that you'll want to feast on from this week, reheated and fit for your consumption. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. Let's head back all the way to the day after the Seahawks lost to the Cardinals when Pete Carroll responded to Tyler Lockett's comments from the night before when he suggested that defenses were throwing looks at Seattle that were different from how they had been approaching other teams. Well, you're assuming that he's right, <laughs> you know, and uh, I didn't hear his comments, so I don't know what he said. So I'm not going to comment about that. But uh, um, we've often we've often seen teams over the years play us differently you know, than they've played other teams because of the, the makeup of the QB, uh, his mobility and all that. They, you know, they try to find a way to see if they can counter that. And, and uh, um, that's always been kind of the case. So that's that's nothing new for us at all. And um, we didn't have any problem knowing what they were doing in this game. Carroll also spoke about whether he and Russell Wilson are on the same page about their future with the organization. Um, we haven't talked about the path forward. We're just talking about this game today. And uh, but we've been connected on everything we're doing. We talked about it last night, you know, about what had happened in, in, in this game and went through it and tried to get ready for today. And uh, that's all we've gone. But uh, Russ and I will be connected on what we're doing. We're, we're, you know, he's he, he's a big part of this, and he, he needs to be able to execute and carry out the game plans and all of that. Um, the, there's really, it's pretty clear the things that we need to get done, and, and uh, so we're not going to be disconnected if that's what you're trying to find out there. We'll get to more injury news later in this episode, but Pete Carroll talked about the timeline for Chris Carson's surgery and recovery. It's going to be a little bit before he does it, but um, he, from what I understand, um, he's going to get a, a, a he's got a disc issue that needs to be fused, uh, and so that's that's a, a surgery that can get him back somewhere late in spring. So uh, that's what I've heard. So um, we'll see what happens with that. Skipping ahead to Wednesday, let's hear from someone in the secondary, Ryan Neal, who talked about what he sees in Washington quarterback Taylor Heineke. I think the cool thing about it is that he has guys around that want to play for him. Um, you know, of course, 17 McLaurin, outstanding player, has had many different quarterbacks and continues to still put up great numbers. Can't ignore that. Um, McKissick, who's been a great player for him, the running back is a great player for him. He's surrounded by um, a lot of guys who, who who play very hard, very good football players, and, and they ride for him. And you can just see it um, game to game. You know, they just they ride for each other. You know what I mean? That's the cool thing you see. And they love them. They love them a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've been, you know, you look on social media and you see it. They love them. They they going to go for him. They don't care what he does or what how he gets it done. They just know he's going to give them everything he's got. And they do the same thing in returns. That's probably the coolest thing about their offense. Let's hear from two more Seahawks defenders, starting with Brian Monet, who talked about his recent success in the pass rush. What was working was just just penetrating the gap. Uh, um Mostly credit for the first sack was uh, Puna Ford. If he ain't um, communicate to me to get out of being a head up to his shade, I probably would have 
never got there. So really just credit to, to Puna Ford and the DBs, the backers doing their job. That's all credit to them. Now on to defensive team captain Bobby Wagner and his thoughts on a few aspects of the football team's offense, starting with their commitment to the screen game. Yeah, I expect them to kind of do the same thing, but it's also in their 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 um their game plan naturally. I think uh, what they do is they run a lot of uh, cheese concepts, and we call cheese concepts is they put something in front of you to make you eat it and throw something behind you. So um, they they run a lot of those, so they're going to have those. I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to have a bunch of screens uh, for sure. And, you know, this quarterback does a really good job of trying to get the ball out of his hands fast, or at least they try to do that. And so there'll be a lot of quick game. And then they have a, a very good uh, running game to complement the stuff that they do. So um, if you watch the last few games, they they really um, been clicking. And and uh, I expect them to do what they've been doing. You know, it's been successful. And, you know, those concepts will come up, um, you know, trying to get us out of the middle of the field. It's going to come up. And so we just got to be on it and ready and ready to go. One big component of the Washington football team's passing attack out of the backfield is former Seahawks running back J.D. McKissick. Yeah, they're kind of using him like a like a a receiver type, but also a running back type. But they move him around, and so they try to find different matches, whether it's even on the linebacker, but even like you know a safety or you know they feel very confident in in his ability. So they're gonna move him out. They're gonna bring him in. Um, they're going to put him in the backfield, hand the ball off to him. They're going to swing him out and put him in space. And so they like to move him around, and he does a really good job when he has the ball in his hands and uh, getting upfield and, and getting yards. So we just got to – he's somebody that we need to know where he's at and, uh, you know, make sure we do our, a good job of tackling him. Finally, here are Wagner's thoughts on Washington's star receiver, Terry McLaurin. I think the biggest thing that I like when I watch his game is, like, the top of the route and, like, how he goes and gets the ball. You know, sometimes – you know, it looks like there's no way for him to come down with this ball and he goes up and gets it or he positions himself where, um, you know, the defender looks like it should be an easy pick, but it falls right into his hands. And so, um, you know, we got to do a really good job of knowing where he's at on the field and understanding that they're going to try to put the ball in his hands. One player who the Seahawks hope will be able to keep McLaurin in check is Sidney Jones. Here are defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr.'s thoughts on the former University of Washington corner. It was good to see him come in and, and play uh, solid. I think he really understood. Uh, you can tell during the week he paid attention, and he stepped in and uh, uh, made some plays, and he was solid, and we could really trust that, uh, that he was going to be in the right place. In his Wednesday press conference, head coach Pete Carroll also spoke about Sidney Jones's teammate in the secondary, Quandre Diggs, who currently leads all NFC free safeties in Pro Bowl voting. He shows who he is every time we go out. He shows that he's a, he's a terrific deep defender. He's an alley player that, that just shows up with such uh, style. You know, and there's only a couple guys in the league that, that play like he plays. Uh, his tackling has been excellent. Uh, his playmaking has been really good, and he continues to be, you know, it's obvious that he's a really good player. More than that, uh, you know, this isn't what the vote generates, but uh, his leadership for us and you know, with our guys and keeping it together and running the show back there is really, is really apparent. And, and uh uh, it's great that he's getting recognized. A question that keeps popping up here recently, albeit worded in many different ways. Carol was asked if he is currently reconsidering his future with the Seahawks. No, no other than just, you know, just buckle down and keep grinding and keep going, you know, and, and uh, that's what's obvious because that's what's, what's at hand right now. Um, 
this time of year in any season, I'm not thinking about whatever down the road in the future or any of that kind of stuff. That's not what's in my mind at all. It's really just the next day that we have and, you know, the opportunity that we have in that game that weekend. And, and uh, I'm trying to live that so that I can demonstrate that for our guys and, and be a good example and illustration for that. And I, there's no time for there, there's no place really for that. Obviously, a big factor in whether or not Carroll stays in Seattle is the strength of his relationship with quarterback Russell Wilson. The best it's ever been by far. You know, we've just been closer because of all that happened in the offseason and went through and the time we spent together. Um, I think it's as, it's as connected as it's ever been. I mean, just, it's, just, it's a natural thing when you spend that much time and you work at stuff together, you know, that you grow together. And that's what that's really um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the relationship and, and helping him. I mean, we just went through one of the most difficult things he's ever faced in his career, you know, and to make it through that one step at a time every day, you know, and then stay in touch with it. Um, and then to see him handle it and come out of it and all of that. And now he's ready to go and, you know, a little bit frustrated. We didn't jump back in with, you know, at a high level, but um, we're cranked to, to, to turn. Coming up next, we'll hear more from Pete Carroll. We'll also hear from offensive coordinator Shane Waldron, and we'll hear from Russell Wilson as well as his left tackle, Dwayne Brown. That's coming up next. No press conferences were held on Thursday this week. One of the benefits of having the Monday night football game for the Seahawks is that they were able to take Thanksgiving off. So now we flip ahead to Friday and hear from offensive coordinator Shane Waldron on what he makes of the football team's defense. You know, the two, the two guys inside are, are, are still dynamic players. You know, they set the tone for their defense. Uh, they get everything, you know, pushed back in the pocket. They do an excellent job against any of those uh, interior runs. And then, you know, the guys that have had to come in and, and sub in and on the edges have done a, a great job as well. But the last two weeks especially, you know, they're doing a great job keeping stuff in front of them, playing good, fundamentally sound defense. And, and for us, it, it, it's a game of execution again, but really starting with those two interior guys of, of really handling them. Washington will be without two of their top pass rushers in this game, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, both of whom are injured. Dwayne Brown says this doesn't change a whole lot about how their defense is going to operate. Obviously losing those two guys, you know, it's a big blow. You know, we have two talents um, and, you know, like those guys, they're really good. Uh, but no, they, don't, they haven't changed a lot. You know, they, they still got, got some good players on that side of the ball. They got some young guys on the edge that's still been, you know, productive. Um, I, I don't think they've adjusted much to what, they're doing, but they're still effective. You know, they have a, they, they play hard. Um, they're strong up front, you know, so it's still a challenge for us. You know, again, those, those are two guys that I got a lot of respect for. And we, you know, played against them last year. So I know what they bring to the table. Um, but, you know, we still have our hands full and I have to uh, respect the challenge we have. On Monday this week, Brown was a leader in giving a motivational speech at the team meetings. Here's his paraphrasing of the discussion. Just telling guys, stay the course. You know, um, you know, it's, it's one of those years. You got a lot of adversity. We got to fight through. Um, stick together. Stay the course. Take this thing one week at a time. Um, just go one and zero this week. You know, keep our eyes on the on the big picture. Uh, you know, we still have opportunity to accomplish everything we want, but we have to, you know, focus in on this week. And um, main thing is just stay confident. Continue to play with confidence. Continue to work day to day with with the same confidence. Um, that we had at the beginning of the year. Whether it's Brown's doing, Pete's doing, or just their own competitive spirits doing, the Seahawks seem laser-focused on winning out. Let's first hear Gerald Everett's thoughts on the rest of the season. 
like I said before, we know what kind of team we have and the leaders that we possess and the things that our coaches possess and the uh, uh, creativity that they have. So we're definitely just going to keep rolling with it and we're definitely going to try to win out, you know, because we want to get back to playing championship football and that's what we talk about every day. So it's just a matter of time before we get back to actually doing it. Now let's hear quarterback Russell Wilson's thoughts on the idea of winning out this season. You got to win one game at a time, but uh, that's got to be your mentality, you know. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, you're kind of an early playoffs, you know. It's kind of like you're March Madness, but you're in, you're in late November, December time, you know. It's, in a way, you got you to win them, you know. And so the guys who have the right mentality, the teams that have the right mentality with that approach, I think, um, you know, that's what it is, you know. So, you know, we, we don't we don't shy away from the conversation. I, I know we stay focused on one one moment at a time, but that's definitely a real real thought process in our head. Hey, listen, let's go, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely been a part of a conversation. There hasn't been a ton of success offensively lately, but Wilson shouted out a few players who have done well in the last few weeks. Gerald's been exceptional. And every time he touches the football, it's something great. You know, he's he's uh, he's really spectacular. He's hard to tackle. He knows how to get, you know, get first downs, make plays. Um, obviously, Tyler Locke is really, really amazing out there, too. Um, DK, um, you know, Will Disley getting the football is important, I think, too, as well, because he's just a he's he's hard to tackle. Once again, going back to that Colts game, he's hard to tackle. Um, you know, in some some plays, I think our running backs have stepped up. I thought, you know, AC has done a great job, but really, you saw, saw DJ Dallas too step in and, and show out the other day, which was really exciting because he's he sits right here in the front, right next to you, uh, Mike, right there in the front. He sits right there and he just works his butt off every day. And so those are the things that that give me confidence every day in who we are and what we are. And Travis Homer, he, he's he's so uh, relentless in his pass protection. He's able to stone a guy, you know, up early in the line of scrimmage. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a def- defensive lineman, big linebacker, DB. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna smoke you. He's gonna hit you, you know. So he's he's been so physical over the years, and um, he's been awesome on special teams too. Um, he runs the ball well, catches it well. He's a uh, he's a very talented guy that can do a lot of different things. Finally, just to follow up on a thread here last week where producer Wilson Kahn now admits he may have been reading too much into Pete Carroll's answer. Here was Russell Wilson's matter-of-fact response when asked about his relationship with owner Jody Allen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know Jody pretty well. You know, we've gotten to talk a few times. Uh, <clears throat> you know, obviously, she's super busy. I'm, I'm pretty busy, so I don't talk every day or anything like that. But, um, yeah, she's great. She obviously supports, you know, you know, our football team and wanting to win, trying to find everything we can do. So, um, yeah, she's super enthusiastic about, about the CFC Hawks. I love it. Let's wrap up with some injury notes from Pete Carroll's Saturday presser, starting with his comments on the running back situation. We'll, we'll mix as we need to. You know, we're, we're going with Alex. Alex has been the guy we've been leading with, and, uh, and, and he's ready to go. Uh, so um, DJ's primed and ready, and, and, you know, you'll see what happens, you know, in the next day or so here as we, we round it out. If need be, Carroll said the Seahawks can call up rookie running back Josh Johnson from the practice squad. He's been a real attack type of guy. I mean, he, he hits the line of scrimmage really hard. He, if you remember from preseason, the, the few chances that he got, he catches the ball really well. One of the best catchers that we have. Um, he's a physical kid, low to the ground a little bit, a little, little lower uh, makeup than some of the guys, but he's got a real physical style to him that we like. Carroll also spoke about two injuries along the offensive line, starting with Damian Lewis. His elbow, he just, he, he felt it. He, he hyperextended it in the ball game, and he, he was able to play with it. Um, but um, it's just really sore, so we're giving him a break on that to get him back and get him full, back to full speed. Carroll also spoke about Jamarco Jones's recent back injury and said later on in the press conference that Jones and Rashad Penny heading to the IR is an option the team is considering. 
Um, he's he's had a back issue um, on and off for some time, and uh, it flared back up again when he he, he landed kind of funny uh, a week ago, and, and it just hasn't it hasn't loosened up for him. So he's he's dealing with spasms that, that it's it seems to be more than that. It's more than just back muscle spasms. So um, we're working with him to try to get him back and get him right. He's had a hard time staying healthy. I feel terrible for him. You know, he's been in and out uh, for some time now, and and uh, he's done well when he's had his chances to play, but he's just not able to get over this yet. So uh, we'll take a little more time to get that done. Closing this out with a look at the injury reports for these two teams. The Seahawks have five players who will be out on Monday, including left guard Damian Lewis, backup tackle Jamarco Jones, cornerback Trey Brown, running back Rashad Penny, and another running back with Travis Homer, who is dealing with a new calf injury. For the football team, offensive linemen Sam Cosme and Tyler Larson will be out, and tight end Ricky Seals-Jones is doubtful. Receivers Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel are both listed as questionable. Samuel and Washington tight end Logan Thomas were both activated off IR this week for Washington, so I think we can expect that both will play on Monday night. That's going to do it for the show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N, and follow along fieldgoals.com. It is Sunday, so there is a Week 12 open thread as you watch and want to comment on the games today. Of course, one that we'll be watching is that Vikings and 49ers game. So join us there, fieldgoals.com, and follow along Monday night as well. I'll be back after the game. You know, Clinton Bonner and I are going to be talking ins and outs on the very next three in, three out. So throughout the game, as you see some of the good, some of the bad, tweet at Clinton Bon using the hashtag 3i3o, and we will get those read on an upcoming show. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, go Hawks.